0: Welcome to the 1662 Podcast. My name is Pastor Mark O'Neill. I am an ordained elder within the United Methodist Church, currently serving at Mount Olivet Methodist Church in Manio, North Carolina. On this podcast each day, you will find morning and evening prayers using the liturgy found in the 1662 Book of Common Prayer. I thank you for joining us, and I pray that this will be a blessing to you. All right, well, Good morning. Good to have everybody here this morning. One, just a few um, bits of information or an explanation. Um, back in, right at Christmas time, I got a copy of, of this little book. It's not really little, it's pretty thick. But it's the Book of Common Prayer based upon Cranmer's 1662 Book of Common Prayer. And it contains within it orders of service for both a morning and an evening uh, for each day of the month. And I've been doing it since then, and it's been fairly impactful for me and so I was uh, excited about uh, doing it during Holy Week to let everybody have some experience with it. So the order is the same order as is in this one. Some of the language, though, I took from the 2019 Book of Common Prayer, and I've edited some of it for our purposes this week. Um, The liturgy is the same every day for both the morning and the evening. The only differences are the Psalter uh, as well as the first and second readings. But even with that this week, I kept the first and second readings the same in the morning and in the evening uh, for a couple of reasons. One, because we'll have presumably a different crowd in the morning and the evening. Then also, two, uh, if you come both times, I'm interested in how the same Scripture speaks to you differently in the morning or in the evening. And the Scriptures chosen are for Holy Week. So I wanted to have both groups to have access to, to that. You'll see in the bulletin uh, places that are bold print that of course as we're used to or are or places where you're invited to respond and read aloud. If you don't want to, that's certainly fine as well. Uh, if we need some bigger print ones, we can make some bigger print ones and get those available uh, for the rest of the week. Um, you'll see sometimes where there's an asterisk in some of our readings. Uh, the asterisk just simply indicates a place to pause. So we'll read, we'll hit the asterisk, we'll pause for a beat, and then we'll go on to the next line. And then when we get down to the end at the colleagues, it's just a series of prayers, uh, sort of rapid fire style. Uh, Each one does end with amen, uh, but that doesn't mean we're done praying. And so I encourage you to maintain a posture of prayer until we get to the end, and then I'll announce the end of our prayer time together. And then even after that, I just ask that everybody depart in silence, and those that want to stay in a posture of prayer or come down to the altar rail can certainly do that. So in any event, I'm excited. About this week, again, it's every day, Monday through Saturday, uh, ten thirty uh, 10 o'clock here, 5.30 in the evenings. Uh, Thursday, Monday, Thursday will also include communion when we gather for that time together. Well, having said that, friends, let us now enter into a time of morning prayer. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Dearly beloved, the scriptures teach us to acknowledge our many sins and offenses and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things which are necessary for our life and our salvation therefore draw near with me to the throne of heavenly grace let us humbly confess our sins to almighty god almighty and most merciful father we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep we have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ desires not the death of sinners, but that they may turn from their wickedness and live. He has empowered and commanded his ministers to pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins he pardons and absolves all who truly repent and genuinely believe his holy gospel for this reason we beseech him to grant us true repentance and his holy spirit that our present deeds may please him the rest of our lives may be pure and holy and that at the last we may come to his eternal joy through jesus christ our lord amen Amen. O lord open our lips And our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Now join me in saying the Venite. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with songs. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the depths of the earth, and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tested me and put me to the proof, though they had seen my works." Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, of whom I swore in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Now as we turn to the Psalter... Today's readings are Psalm 15, 16, and 17. Uh, it's customary after each one of the Psalms is read that we repeat the uh, glory of Patria here. And so I invite you to do that at the end of each Psalm. Here though is Psalm 15. Lord, who shall dwell in your tabernacle? Or who shall rest upon your holy hill? Whoever leads an uncorrupt life and does that which is right and speaks the truth from his heart. He has not spoken deceitfully with his tongue, nor done evil to his neighbor, and has not slandered his neighbor. In his eyes the wicked is rejected, and he makes much of those who fear the Lord. He swears to his neighbor and disappoints him not, though it were to his own hindrance. He has not given his money for usury, nor taken a bribe against the innocent. Whoever does these things shall never be overthrown. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 16. Preserve me, O God, for in you have I put my trust. O my soul, you have said unto the Lord, You are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. All my delight is upon the saints who are on the earth, and upon those who excel in virtue. But those who run after another God shall have great trouble. Their drink offerings of blood I will not offer. Neither make mention of their names with my lips. The Lord himself is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup. You shall maintain my lot. The boundaries have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a goodly heritage. I will thank the Lord for giving me counsel. My heart also chastens me in the night season. I have set the Lord always before me. He is at my right hand, therefore I shall not fall. Therefore my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For you shall not leave my soul in the grave, neither shall you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You shall show me the path of life. In your presence is the fullness of joy. And at your right hand there is pleasure forevermore. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 17. Hear what is right, O Lord. Consider my complaint. Hearken to my prayer, which does not come from lying lips. Let justice for me come forth from your presence, and let your eyes look upon that which is right. You have tested and visited my heart in the night season. If you try me, you shall find no wickedness in me. My mouth shall not offend. As for the works of others, because of the words of your lips, I have kept myself from the ways of the violent. Hold my steps firmly in your paths, that my footsteps may not slip. I have called upon you, O God, for you will hear me. Incline your ear to me and hearken to my words. Show your marvelous loving kindness, you that are the Savior of those who put their trust in you. From the ones who resist your right hand, keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. From the ungodly who assault me, even from my enemies who encompass me to take away my soul, they have closed their heart to pity, and their mouths speak proud things. They lie waiting in my way on every side, watching how they may cast me down to the ground. Like a lion that is greedy for its prey, and like a young lion lurking in secret places. Rise up, O Lord, confront them and cast them down. Deliver my soul from the ungodly by your sword and by your hand. From those, O Lord, from those whose portion in life is of the world, whose bellies you fill with your hidden treasure. They have children at their desire, and leave the rest of their abundance for their little ones. But as for me, I will behold your presence in righteousness. And when I awake and see your likeness, I shall be satisfied. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Well, friends, our first reading for this morning comes from the book of Isaiah, and it is chapter 63. Isaiah chapter 63. Who is this that comes from Edom, from Basra in garments stained crimson? Who is this so splendidly robed, marching in his great might? It is I, announcing vindication, mighty to save. Why are your robes red, and your garments like theirs who tread the winepress? I have trodden the winepress alone, and from the peoples no one was with me. I trod them in my anger, and trampled them in my wrath. Their juice spattered on my garments and stained on my robes. For the day of vengeance was in my heart, and the year for my redeeming work had come. I looked, but there was no helper. I stared, but there was no one to sustain me. So my own arm brought me victory, and my wrath sustained me. I trampled down peoples in my anger, I crushed them in my wrath, and I poured out their lifeblood on the earth. I will recount the gracious deeds of the Lord, the praiseworthy acts of the Lord because of all that the Lord has done for us and the great favor to the house of Israel that he has shown them according to his mercy, according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he said, surely they are my people, children who will not deal falsely. And he became their savior in all their distress. It was no messenger or angel, but his presence that saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Therefore he became their enemy. He himself fought against them. Then they remembered the days of old of Moses his servant. Where is the one who brought them up out of the sea with the shepherds of his flock? Where is the one who put within them his Holy Spirit? Who caused his glorious arm to march at the right hand of Moses? Who divided the waters before them to make for himself an everlasting name? Who led them through the depths like a horse in the desert? They did not stumble. Like cattle that go down into the valley, the Spirit of the Lord gave them rest. Thus you led your people to make for yourself a glorious name. Look down from heaven and see, from your holy and glorious habitation. Where are your zeal and your might, the yearning of your heart and your compassion? They are withheld from me. For you are our Father. Though Abraham does not know us and Israel does not acknowledge us, You, O Lord, are our Father, our Redeemer from of old is your name. Why, O Lord, do you make us stray from your ways and harden our heart so that we do not fear you? Turn back for the sake of your servants, for the sake of the tribes that are your heritage. Your holy people took possession for a little while, but now our adversaries have trampled down your sanctuary. We have long been like those whom you do not rule, like those not called by your name. Friends, here ends our first reading for the morning. Join me now as we say together the Te Deum Laudas. We praise you, O God. We acclaim you as Lord. All creation worships you, the Father everlasting. To you, all angels, all the powers of heaven, the cherubim and seraphim, sing in endless praise, Holy, 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 Lord God of power and might, Govern and uphold them now and always. Day by day, we bless you. We praise your name forever. Keep us today, Lord, from all sin. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy. Lord, show us your love and mercy. For we have put our trust in you. In you, Lord, is our hope. Let us never be put to shame. My friends, our second reading for this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark. It is chapter 14. It was two days before the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread. The chief priests and the scribes were looking for a way to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him, For they said, not during the festival, or there may be a riot among the people. While he was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came with an alabaster jar and a very costly ointment of nard, and she broke open the jar and poured the ointment on his head. But some were there who said to one another in anger, why was the ointment wasted in this way? For this ointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii and the money given to the poor. And they scolded her. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has performed a good service for me. For you always have the poor with you and you can show kindness to them whenever you wish, but you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for its burial. Truly I tell you, wherever the good news is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in remembrance of her. Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the 12, went to the chief priests in order to betray him to them. When they heard it, they were greatly pleased and promised to give him money so he began to look for an opportunity to betray him on the first day of unleavened bread when the passover lamb is sacrificed his disciples said to him where do you want us to go and make the preparations for you to eat the passover so he sent two of his disciples saying to them go into the city and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you follow him and wherever he enters say to the owner of the house the teacher asks where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you to a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for a there. So the disciples set out and went to the city and found everything as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. When it was evening, he came with the twelve. And when they had taken their places and were eating, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to be distressed and to say to him one after another, surely not I. He said to them, it is one of the 12, one who is dipping bread into the bowl with me. For the son of man goes as it is written of him, but woe to that one by whom the son of man is betrayed. It would have been better for that one not to have been born. While they were eating, he took a loaf of bread and after blessing it, he broke it, gave it to them and said, take, this is my body. Then he took a cup. And after giving thanks, he gave it to them and all of them drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I tell you, I will never drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. When they had sung to him, they went out to the Mount of Olives. And Jesus said to them, You will all become deserters, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter said to him, Even though all become deserters, I will not. Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, this day, this very night, before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. But he said vehemently, Even though I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all of them said the same. They went to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took with him Peter and James and John and began to be distressed and agitated. And he said to them, I am deeply grieved, even to death. Remain here and keep awake. And going a little farther, he, drew, he threw himself on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. He said, Abba, Father, for you all things are possible. Remove this cup from me. Yet not what I want, but what you want. He came and found them sleeping, and he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not keep awake one hour? Keep awake and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again, he went away and prayed, saying the same words. And once more, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were very heavy, and they did not know what to say to him. He came a third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Enough, the hour has come. The son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Immediately while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the 12, arrived. And with him, there was a crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders. Now the betrayer had given them a sign saying, the one I will kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. So when he came, he went up to him at once and said, Rabbi, and kissed him. Then they laid hands on him and arrested him. But one of those who stood near drew his sword and struck the slave of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Then Jesus said to them, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as though I were a bandit? Day after day I was with you in the temple teaching, and you did not arrest me. But let the scriptures be fulfilled. All of them deserted him and fled. A certain young man was following him, wearing nothing but a linen cloth. They caught hold of him. But he left the linen cloth and ran off naked. They took Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes were assembled. Peter had followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest, and he was sitting with the guards, warming himself at the fire. Now the chief priests and the whole council were looking for testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but they found none. For many gave false testimony against him, and their testimony did not agree Some stood up and gave false testimony against him, saying, we heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and in three days I will build another not made with hands. But even on this point, their testimony did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, have you no answer? What is it that they testify against you? But he was silent and did not answer. Again, the high priest asked him, are you the Messiah, the son of the blessed one? Jesus said, I am, and you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, Why do we still need witnesses? You have heard this blasphemy. What is your decision? All of them condemned him as deserving death. Some began to spit on him, to blindfold him, and to strike him, saying to him, Prophecy! The guards also took him over and beat him. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she stared at him and said, you also were with Jesus, the man from Nazareth. But he denied it, saying, I do not know or understand what you are talking about. And he went out into the forecourt. Then the cock crowed. And the servant girl, on seeing him, began again to say to the bystanders, this man is one of them. But again, he denied it. Then after a little while, the bystanders again said to Peter, Certainly you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. But he began to curse and swore an oath, I do not know this man you are talking about. At that moment, the cock crowed for the second time. Then Peter remembered that Jesus had said to him, Before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. And take not your Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who of thy tender love towards mankind, has sent thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take upon him our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross, that all mankind should follow the example of his great humility. Mercifully grant that we may both follow the example of his patience and also be made partakers of his resurrection through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may attain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, and knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, and that all our doings may be ordered by thy governance, to do always what is righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord, to make our common supplications unto thee, and dost promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt we'll grant their requests.